Hi, welcome to the Pylon Ultra Pod. We're back with another sprint series. That's five or six episodes lasting around the 10 minute mark where we'll really focus on one element of a subject that's been front of mind for James and I as coaches and athletes. As with the last series where we went into some detail about thought biases, this time we plan to talk about confidence, especially when building up to a race, but also as you head for any bigger events or important time of your life or a meeting or presentation in work or some other scenario where confidence plays a big role in the outcome. As with the last series, we'll really be presenting some concepts that we've found in books or researched ourselves and reflect on how they've helped us or the athletes that we coach. With all of these things, there's never a definitive answer or one-size-fits-all approach that works for everyone. Please feel free to share any thoughts of your own as we go through the series. James and I will alternate episodes and we'll likely get together at the end to chat about what we've learned and hopefully include some of your feedback too. So let's crack on. The clock is ticking. I wanted to start this off by talking about the role of confidence. So what we could use as sources and that age-old task of goal setting Now, as an athlete, I think we can all see how some level of belief significantly improves our chances of doing something great or fantastic and without solid conviction that you have what it takes, especially in ultra running, that dream race or performance will remain somewhere in the distance until something new comes along that piques your interest or you find something else to dream about. The trouble with belief is that it constantly needs to be built. You don't just attain it and it stays with you forever, it needs continual work. And even the greatest athletes in the world have to use their training, their racing and performing to keep on refreshing it. The main difference being that many of them have found useful ways to deal with the inevitable doubts and to lessen the impact of negative thoughts, which we'll come on to a bit later on. Now, we've all heard amazing stories across the years of dedicated athletes who've all carried endless amounts of belief, even when success took years to achieve and setbacks were more common than wins. One that I remember from the past that's often overlooked is Andre Agassi. Now, I'm not a dedicated tennis fan by any means, but I do remember the early 90s and he was the face of tennis. Winning slams and bringing a distinct coolness to the sport probably for the first time for a long time certainly and at his peak things came crashing down in spectacular fashion I think by 1997 his crystal meth implosion took his world rankings to 141 from being on top of the world Um, a year later he won the French and US Open and five of his Grand Slam wins came after the year his career ended at least in the eyes of the press and the public He clearly carried with him a huge amount of belief when he picked himself up and everything and everyone was against him. Now it's easy to hear stuff like that and feel inspired. He was down and out and somehow these people beat the odds to be even better and stronger in the end. But it's also easy to feel like I'll never have that same level of belief so I'll just accept that that's the way it is. But then you're selling yourself short and limiting your own opportunities. Confidence and building belief are workable and trainable skills. You can get better. And with confidence and self-belief, you're not handicapping yourself before you start. How good would it be to be on that start line thinking, I totally back myself in this race, I can do this, 
The performance I've worked hard for is there for the taking and I'm going to grab it with both hands. So how do you start working on this now? Eddie Bracey, Addy Bracey suggests that before you can really start making progress on building self-belief, you need to better understand your own relationship with confidence at the moment and what kind of relationship you've had with it in the past. So really thinking back or rereading notes you've taken from past performances, both the successes and the failures, or at least the perceived failure at least, you'll be asking yourself how you felt in those scenarios before and during the events, what you were focused on, were there other things going on before and during the event that made you feel more or less confident? I know it's easy to skip these kind of questions and just move on to the next training block, and most of us do, and just think about the next event, but there's always a lot of untapped knowledge when you do these things. Good performances are almost always correlated to high confidence levels. There are exceptions, of course, but confidence level is a good predictor of performance at all levels. There have been some good studies into this with some world and Olympic champions and confidence improved things like problem solving, concentration and focus levels. The athletes lacking confidence made more mistakes and were much more distracted and that can be incredibly important in ultra running. You make poor decisions on pacing or fueling, maybe you miss a turn or forget to take what you need from an aid station. Simple mistakes can have significant consequences in races. Those confident athletes also enjoy what they are doing and with more positive feelings and emotions, performances tend to flow that much better. As an aside, don't get nerves or anxiety mixed up with confidence. The top athletes feel the same things as you do. They feel nervous and uh, they feel anxious uh, going into a big event, but it tends to be directed towards anticipation and excitement rather than dread and worry something I have seen in athletes and something I've probably experienced myself too. <clears throat> so you're convinced, right? None of this is new thinking, but it's stark. So what useful sources of confidence are available to us? Well, if you ask yourself some of the questions I mentioned earlier, there will be some insights there. You should be able to identify a few sources that did give you confidence. And with that, you need to understand which ones you can and should be given power to. As a coach, the most common ones I'll see with athletes will be things like uh, consistency of training, so rarely missing a session or cutting a long run short, um, hitting good intensity in workout sessions, feeling more comfortable at paces that used to be very difficult to hold, uh, recovering well from longer runs, um, or making the effort to live the athlete life, so eating well, prioritising recovery and sleep. And then trying to understand how any of these can directly affect your performance. Do they let you know how ready you are to race? Can they show you how far you've come with your fitness or your pace or your endurance? Are they adhering to advice that you really believe in, either from a coach you believe in or from a training plan that you trust? You can ask yourself similar questions on the other side too. So what things set your confidence back? Is it when you run with a friend who seems to be much better than you and you, you, you don't think they've been doing the same amount of training as you? Or when you do a big training run, maybe on surfaces you're not comfortable or the conditions are poor so it doesn't go as well as you'd expected? Um, or maybe you feel a weight of expectation coming up to this big event that you've been talking about for such a long time? Or what happens if there's an injury or a niggle uh, that you have to worry about? 
Which of these things are you really allowing to affect your, your future performances? And most importantly, across all these questions and insights, is which ones do you have control over and which ones should you really give weight to? It's my own view that you have to be doing this for each event as there's always going to be specific performance limiters for each race. An injury during a training block is a good example. Maybe you just weren't able to train close to 100% capacity. That can understandably derail your confidence. Um, maybe you've been incredibly stressed or busy at work. Do you allow that uncontrollable factor that's affected your training shatter your confidence? Or should those things be taken into account when maybe reassessing your race goals? And of course they should. And maybe by evaluating the weight and importance you give to each of these, you'll be able to maintain a high level of self-belief and you can carry a high level of confidence through your event. Now, I can't tell you how many times I've had athletes in that very situation and despite what they say, they still go into the race with the very same expectation that they had on day one, despite the issues that they've had uh, throughout the training, when deep down, they can't possibly have the same confidence. So I would suggest you're really careful about trying to root your self-belief and confidence in the things that you can control. You decide what training runs you do. You decide how well you eat, how healthy and supportive a life you lead, how much time you give yourself to prepare. It's really easy to be shaken by the small negative things that happen in any training journey. So focus on the foundations of your own confidence. Try to make those things solid and strong. Do the work that you promise yourself you'd do and be flexible and realistic enough with your goals so that you can stand on that start line in your own corner, fully backing yourself, ready to grab that performance with both hands. So maybe... You can spend a bit of time over the next few days thinking about your performances to date. There's insight and learning from both the good and the bad. Next week, James is going to talk you through self-talk. That personal dialogue is really important and perhaps it's also something you can address with better awareness and a few ideas about how to make it work more effectively for you. If you'd like to support the podcast, then all you have to do is subscribe, leave us a comment, share it on social media, or just do some of the thinking and the work. We are hoping to continue to use everything we've learned from our running to support positive changes in our lives and yours. We're on a mission to create more athletes, and that's not about beating other people. It's about realising and going beyond your potential. It's inside all of us, no matter your circumstances. And when you start to believe in yourself, then everything in your life can change. If there's anything we can help you with from a coaching perspective, please get in touch. We have space with some brilliant coaches who look after 5k to marathon to 24-hour runners, back of the pack to top step at the podium. We really do get our satisfaction from helping people who want to improve. So if that's you and you're happy to put the work in, then we're here to help. Thanks for listening and the next episode will be up next Thursday. Cheers. Bye.